Welcome to the conversation. What you are about to hear is a catch-up that my buddy Shane and I had back on January 24th. Now, we are only a few weeks uh, away. Well, actually, we're about a month away, almost a month when you're hearing this. Uh, but a lot has happened with him in repositioning his message and his brand. So the podcast that he has is now the That's Life podcast. Uh, I've got the link, the Spotify link to the show in the show notes. And then I also have his link tree because Shane's always, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got a lot of stuff to offer. The easiest place to get in touch with him and to see what he's up to is to go to that link tree. So wanted to give that little bit of information before we dive into this conversation that we're about to have, but uh, just really, just, just a really insightful guy. Always a great conversation. And without further ado, here's Shane. So man, as we're getting, before we start recording, you mentioned perseverance. And I think that's something that we all really kind of discount how much we persevere, how resilient we are. Um, and it's funny, I never really would have thought about it until I've started to try to go after some of my goals that I've done in the past and realize that, oh man, the body and the mind just doesn't work like it used to. What, what do you have to say about it? Well, I think everybody that knows if as you age every year, every year you you face whatever it is you're facing, whether your bones are are a little more brittle, whether your muscles hurt a little bit more, whether your back hurts a little bit more, get out of bed, whatever it is, as you move through and you personally uh, you know, fight through all the other things that you fight through as well, right? You the way your body says, oh, I'm gonna go this way, and you're like, wait a second, I want to go that way. Yeah, so yeah. at the end of the day, what well, with the way I the reason that perseverance is so big for me right now is because I just turned 50 this year yeah. and I legitimately sit back and I say to myself, okay, all right, <laughs> all the things that worked for me in the past. I mean, I was on a, a weight loss commercial. I was on all this other stuff because, you know, as I was moving through, I, everything worked. Everything worked yeah. just the way that I liked it to work, right? So if I wanted to lose weight, I did the following things. If I wanted to build muscle, I did the following things. If I wanted to be a better dad, I did the following things. Well, all those things don't necessarily work in today's society and where we're at right now. And so for me, perseverance is battling that brain monkey that goes on in our heads that's sitting there going, ah, you know, what are you doing? You should be able to do the same exact thing that you've always done, and it should work all the time. Well, it doesn't work that way. And perseverance is this gritty motion that you get into, the push-pull of how do I change what I'm doing mm -hmm. to be able to adapt and how do I stick with what I know to be able to also feel like I'm accomplished and move those things and meld those things together is the key. And it's hard and it's difficult, but it's so crucial. Perseverance is something that I'm really honing in on lately just to be able to say, okay, I, I'm a tough son of a bitch sometimes. And let me tell you something. If I can get through some stuff, if I can go keep moving things forward, um, I can get through anything. You know what I mean? So I think that that goes for anybody that's out there. So that's kind of like my view on what perseverance is. Well, and, and I think what you said, the, the, the mental monkey brain type stuff is absolutely it because I, I figured a few years ago, like, cause I, I started in the health and fitness space with my content and I kind of looked like most of your other fitness people. And then I started to realize, wait a minute, this whole thing, it, it has nothing to do. Like the actions people do are all the same. We're, we're working out, we're trying to eat a certain way, whatever that way is. But it's really about what's going on in here. And it's not even what your thought pro like, but it's it's how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think this again, like trusting it's a combination of 
trusting that you can actually follow through on, you know, come up with a plan and follow through. But then it's also realizing where it, it's it's a combination of trusting yourself, but also letting go of some of the stubbornness. Because that's the thing too. If you've done this in the past, whatever it is, um, it, it time changes. And I think that has been the biggest thing for me, um, especially as like my my son's in college now. And I could just blink and remember he was, you know, five years old. I have a, a better appreciation of time now. Right. And right. that I think is one thing that's also different is, is I, I, I can look back and see what I've accomplished. Okay. But then I look at the world we're in now and everything's wild and everything's changing. But at the same time, I don't want to rush to it. I, right. I take my time. And I, I think that's another thing. I, I think it's it's perseverance, but I think it's also an appreciation of time. And I think that only comes as we get older, too. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, with like anything, right, as as the life expectancy of a normal human being is around 65 to 70 years old is what they say in general. It's gone up, right, over the years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, or whatever because of, you know, medication, because of different things that they're doing to be able to prolong life or whatever. But when you get up to around 45, 40s and 50s and 60s, you think to yourself very quickly, my time is short, right? I only have a short amount of time. Our time in general, in the grand scheme of it, think about it, right? Our time in general at 60 to 70 years is so minuscule and so tiny. It's a hair. It's yeah. literally a hair on the existence of everything else that's going on. So what I usually try to do is I usually try to park in the space of, okay, I can learn from the things that I've made mistakes of, right? The things that I've done wrong or the things that are there. And to be honest with you, Along this same vein, if there's certain things that didn't work before, why not resurface and just go back to it and say, hey, wait a minute, that may work for me now. This That section may work for me now. Not that it always didn't work. It, it, like it, this yeah. will never work for me. That's yeah. the other side of it too, right? Like as we're sitting there talking about perseverance and learning and trying to be able to grow and maximize our time, always like, and you know this, you and I have talked about this before. I always believe that if you're, if you're journaling your life, if you're taking a look at things that you're doing and you're learning from the actions that you're putting work in, you're putting attitudes in, you're loving on family, you're doing whatever you got to do, journal that out, the good times and the bad times, both of them, write down how you felt on the good days, write down how you felt on the bad days, learn from all that stuff and then go back to it every once in a while. We should go back to it because my 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 train of thought lately has been, what if I did try a little bit of this now and try to be able to incorporate that in or try to bring that in? I, I'm just starting to see a dietitian now. They're starting to talk to me a little about foods that matter to me that help to uh, increase my metabolism and keep things moving forward. As I get older, we mm -hmm. slow down. And mm -hmm. so I have to change things. So learn from your mistakes and learn from your victories and then we can keep things moving forward. It's easier said than done because, like you said, we're stubborn. Like all of we, we are yeah. stubborn humans. Like we, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I'm so stubborn sometimes. I look at myself and I go, "What is wrong with you, man? Like what are you doing?" But you, I can't beat myself up so bad that I can't. You know what I mean? I can't come out of that whole rut because I have. I know that I'm worthy. I know that I, I I'm, I'm worth the work. I'm worth the effort. I'm worth the time. And so I should believe in that a little bit more and look at myself in the mirror like Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live and say, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me and I can do this. <laughs> I, I love when we start throwing out the pop culture references from 25, 30 years ago. And it's entertaining for us. Yes. And probably a lot of our a lot of our listener base, because, you know, like we're, we're, we're definitely and, and uh, we, we, we skew towards a certain age. I, I don't think there's too many kids 
listening to this. No. Um, but and I do like the fact that we can do video podcasting now because you you can still frame and become a meme. I can be Grandpa Simpson yelling at the at the sky. Yeah, exactly. Um, I used to know I used to know what hip was, and now what's hip scares me. I totally relate to that. And my hip hurts every morning every time I get out of bed. That's the exactly, other part. Exactly. Well, but you know, in this, so here's another interesting thing. So we're talking about perseverance and going through life, and we're and actually experiencing things. Um, but we also, when you and I were coming up, there were very clear generational divides. Like somebody growing up when, when we were teenagers, if somebody was in their forties, they looked a certain way. They, they, their activities, they did, there was a certain normal thing. Like if you saw some, and if somebody was kind of outside of that, if you saw somebody dressing younger than that age group, you're like, yeah, what's that goofy person doing? Like, what are they doing? But now since everybody is doing the same, like they're listening to podcasts, they're on, the, they're seeing the same social media feeds, things, they're watching the same shows that they're streaming. The 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 lines of age, it's it's completely different. I mean, looking yeah. at us as guys that are, you said you just turned fifty, and me as somebody in my forties, like this is not what forties and fifties was supposed to look like 25, 30 years ago. Nope. So that's the other thing is you've got this thing where you can kind of really appreciate your age. But you also are on top of all the trends, you know, all the, the music that's popular and a lot, you know, like it's just it's wild how everything is is blended now. Yeah, I think it's also interesting to me. Um, it's almost like we are setting a new trend ourselves, right? When I was growing up, like you said, when we were growing up, I saw a 50 year old person and they looked old. And they looked really old. Like, how about yeah. how do you have you ever seen the commercials where or the the memes that people put out something like with the Golden Girls, and you see all the Golden Girls, and they're all laid out. They, you know, they're all talking about. They have a picture of them in there, and each yeah. one of them are in their forties when they were on right. the Golden Girls. Right. I thought there was like sixties or seventies, like hundred percent, right? yeah, right, right. I thought it's Sophia was like a hundred, exactly. <laughs> so generations have changed time has changed like we said before medicine has changed different stuff has gone on socially we're connected a lot more we're actually even though we may complain about you know gen x is this way and gen y is this way and gen z is this way but at the end of the day at the end of the day we're learning and we're still learning and if you're not learning you're dying that's what i always say if you're not learning and you keep growing you're dying so for me not just for the connection piece around social media and podcasting it keeps me young to stay in contact and connected with younger people. Now they may annoy me. I may look at it and go, Oh my goodness. Like, what are you doing? What's the work ethic nowadays? Right. Or yeah. sound like an old man going, these young whippersnappers never, they don't work anymore. But at the end of the day, the way they look at the world, the way they look at life, the way they look at different things, we could probably learn something from those young people and them the same. And so if we're not open to it and we're not able to sit back and go part of that whole perseverance and growth and all those things, learn from people everybody has a little bit to give if we can learn a little bit to help your life be better then why not why not take advantage of it don't be so stubborn and turn those ears off let's open them up and listen you know what i mean yeah i mean you you have so many different educational opportunities now and that is not even just with you know digital downloads and content and stuff like that but i mean the fact that you can have a you and i are having a conversation in the in the same time zone uh, crystal clear, but I mean, you can have conversations with people all over the world. The, the, right. the ways that we can connect, it's unlike anything we've ever experienced before. 
However, we have the issues of that this happens so fast that we as people don't necessarily know how to process it or deal with it. Because I mean, again, when we're talking about, I feel like there's a lot of 25 and 30 year old references here. If we're talking about the late nineties, like when the internet was still back when you would get the AOL discs, you know, uh, however many of those trial discs that you wanted to, to have, um, we had no idea that we were going in this way because, you know, whatever your life had been to that point had been kind of a logical, you know, projection. And there hadn't been too much, too many changes in technology that really turned everything upside down. And then in the last 25 years, we've had so many changes. Now, one thing I want to go back to mm-hmm. is, um, and I'm laughing because I'll talk to people about starting a podcast. I'm like, well, I ramble and I'm all over the place. It's like, you just have to have notes with your rambling and you're fine. <laughs> I do want to go back to, you mentioned journaling and how important that is. Yeah. What is your process with the journaling like are you a a notepad and pen guy do you have a set time of the day that you do it do you not even do it every do you do it daily do you do it when you feel like it what do you how do you journal because it is important uh so i have like it's almost like a two-part process for me so one of them is uh, i always believe that whenever i wake up first thing in the morning and Mm -hmm. my brain is fairly clear it's got a little little fogginess you know it's waiting for coffee a little bit but it's still fresh and new it just off of a nice hopefully good night rest right and i wake up in the morning and i usually have whatever thought that's there the first thought that comes to mind i usually write it down immediately i take my little notepad i open it up and i write it down so if the first thought is not having a good day maybe it's one of those i feel fat today right i write that down boom i feel fat today and Uh here's why and here's where i'm at and maybe maybe look into a little deeper but no it's just that initial reaction right and so that's the first thing I do is when I wake up in the morning. Now, my my true journaling side of it is whenever I get home. And I don't do it as a written down piece of it. I use my little notepad on my phone. And I put it right on there and I open it right up and it's a little electronic and it's got the little dots on there. And I just kind of click the next one that, and, and it comes up with a new note. And I'll write down a reflection, not only from where I was when I first started and I opened up when I first woke up with bright eyed and bushy tail to where I am now. But it's also a reflection of, and I try to, I, like I said earlier, I try to map it out two different ways. I try to say, what's a good thing that happened and what's a bad thing that happened and how did I respond to either? And they don't have to be books. I'm not talking about writing out long, huge, right. you know, 20 paragraph sentences. I'm talking about yeah. notes and bullets to be able to say, okay, this happened to me today. Maybe my car broke down. And this is how it made me feel. This is what I did. Maybe I made poor choices. Maybe I was stressed out. Maybe I went to go eat some candy. Maybe I stuffed my face with a burger. Whatever, however it goes, health-wise or whatever, I write those down. And the reason I write all of it down is, all, or I should say type it in, not write it down. I say that, you know, <laughs> I'm not yeah. writing anything on my phone. So yeah. basically what I do is I'm able to access that at any given time. And so I can always look back. And if I do see the good times and there's a consistent theme with those good moments that I had, I say, okay, I can park there for a little bit and try to be able to continue to channel that energy, or I can learn from some of the stuff that might not have been good. So a lot of times I know this is a long answer for oh, it. Perfect. That's perfect. You wake up in the morning, you're fresh, bright eyed and bushy tailed. And then by the time the evening comes around, your day has progressed and how did it fit in, right? Did 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 you continue to align or did you wake up, have that thought and go, uh-oh, change it around. I don't need to be in this bad mood. How do I change it around? What can I think? What can I say to myself? Give myself a little self-love, something to hype me up, something to get me moving to be able to move it forward. So the morning 
is the most important time. And a lot of people think that maybe the evening and just reflection piece of it, I think they're both just as important because you're in a different mindset for each. Well, and and I love that you explained it. And I love because the way you're describing it is you've got this two-part process. And it's almost like the story of the day. Like we have the initial thought. This is how we're setting things up. And then you probably have, it's kind of like a movie. You might have a plot twist in the middle of the day that things go, or maybe, you know, maybe things are, are, are pretty smooth and you're just kind of talking about it as that story for the day. Um, I use from a, from a tech standpoint, I do this, I do something very similar. I do voice to text on my phone and I just open a document. I put the date. And then if I have something, whatever's on my mind, um, I usually start there. Yep. And then I just kind of see where things go. Uh, and I try, so I will try to journal for five minutes, whatever comes out, comes out. Sometimes it's a couple of sentences. Sometimes I'll look at it and be like, wow, I have a lot on my mind. I am um, an author today. right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's one thing. And you mentioned it as uh, you mentioned Stuart Smalley. That's actually another thing I do for a minute is I'll stand in front of a mirror and I just, I, tr I try to say positive things to myself. Inside, what do I see that I like? Because, and you mentioned with weight loss, um, a lot of times people, we stand in front of a mirror and we start picking ourselves apart. So it's oh, like, yeah. well, what if you stand in front of a mirror and start putting yourself together? So, you know, I mean, these are, I, I think it's, you know, when, when you have, you and I are very intentional with the type of content that we put out, the types of messages that we want people to, you know, really find the good in, in their day and their life, um, but having two different processes of doing it. So, and I, and I think journaling is important. And I think the more people, if people actually try it and they try to do it for more than just like a couple of days, uh, I, I think you start to see that. It, it took me a while to get into the room. There's two things that you just said that I want to talk about real quick. So first of all is, is that, uh, and this is a recommendation I make to anybody. If, if people ask for advice or they come to me for any kind of coaching or anything like that, what I'll tell them a lot of times is I say, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to take inventory and I want you to take a piece of paper out and I want you to write down some things that you're proud of yourself about. Now, yep. they're be hard to find those things. Some people can only find one of those, but they yep. can find 75 things that they hate about themselves. But yep. the one, two, or three things that you love about yourself, write them down in big, bold letters, make them artistic, do whatever you have to do, rip them off and paste them right onto your mirror. So the part of the mirror work that you're talking about when you get up and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're saying to yourself, okay, you know, I'm... I'm not feeling it. I feel overweight today. I feel bloated. I feel whatever. Those notes are all over your mirror. So then you can go, oh, wait a minute. As I'm brushing my teeth. Oh, wait a minute. I'm really proud of the dad that I am. I'm really yeah. proud of the mom that I am, that I, that I take care of my children. And whatever it is that you have listed out as those items, or I'm, I'm, I'm a kind person, or I try to, you know, however you want to be able to put and boost yourself up. Put that on your mirror as a quick reminder so that every morning you can see it when you go in to brush your teeth, wash your face, and it's a fresh start to the day. That's the first thing. Second thing, on journaling, the only way that, I, that, I, that I'm successful at what I'm doing with journaling is I set alarms two times a day. The alarm goes off in the morning. Right when it goes off, it goes, journal. Bing, 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 bing. It's an annoying alarm. It's an annoying sound. It pisses me off. I get really angry. I'm like, come on. But then I go, okay, you know what? I got to do this because this is part of my own self-care. This yeah. is my time to be able to invest in me. And then the afternoon one, or I should say evening one, I go, okay, the alarm goes off and I'm a little more apt to being able to say, okay, I can sit down right now, whether it's after dinner or you know during dinner or whatever, when I'm watching TV at nighttime, just a quick note about where I'm at with everything. Set alarms 
to remind you to do it. You're worth the investment. All you have to do is put the work in just a little bit. That doesn't, it's not a lot of work, but it's right. a little bit of thought process and a little bit of changing that mindset towards the positive direction will really help you. No, I, I, I love that. And I think one, the alarms help you become intentional and again like you're and when you're saying these things in front of a mirror even if you've written them down you're gonna feel like you're 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 gonna feel like you're trying like you're just talking at yourself it right. eventually clicks eventually you go from like not taking it too seriously to maybe a few days maybe a few weeks in you're like oh my gosh this is starting to work mm-hmm. um you know i I, I think journaling really helps. And I think an, another thing, if you're standing in front of a mirror, and if we're if we're talking strictly about weight loss, because a lot of times what you'll hear in the weight loss community is people will at times talk down about their before picture. And if it's been a while, if you put some weight, if you put the weight on, because um, I, I went through this. I went through this after my divorce where food was absolutely where how I chose to cope. Now, it wasn't always me crushing a pizza in, in the privacy of my own place. Sometimes it was, sometimes it was going out with friends. Sometimes it was, um, you know, going and having dinner with, with my parents or, um, you know, when, when Heather and I started dating, I mean, we still like, we love experiencing food. We love pizza, all kinds of pizza, all the stuff. Absolutely. So like, yeah. Well, cause you, well, that's the other thing too, is you have to enjoy life. Now, what I want to say is when you get in front of the mirror and you're like, Oh my gosh, I've completely like, how how has this happened? I want you to start with, we have survived and gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. And if you start with that, anybody that's on a weight loss journey and you're standing in front of yourself in the mirror, instead of being like, oh my gosh, look at how far I have to go. If you can start from a point of view of appreciation of we have survived, because there's a good chance if you haven't been doing the fitness stuff for a while, You've been surviving. There are things more pressing going on in your life. And you can look at your body and be like, you know what? We make like we're here. We're ready to do it now. And if you if you're able to do that thing, and this gets back to the to the mental side of all this, which sounds so simple, but is the part that trips us all up, then you're starting, you're starting this process on the same page with yourself as a team versus being in conflict with yourself and be like, Oh my gosh, how did I do this? I've been so lazy and I've done all this. It's, it's just, it's trying to reframe things. So I think for anybody that's listening, it's on the weight loss uh, piece of it. If you're standing in front of that mirror and you don't like what you see, try to appreciate the fact that you're even just, that you're at this point. That's. And so I, I'm appreciative that you brought that up because here's the thing. It's not just with weight loss. It's with life with careers it's with family it's with parenting it's with everything you can think of we have a wide range of an encyclopedia that we have already built in our life to be able to reference to go back to to learn from to look at but i love what you said if you can learn to appreciate the stuff that you've been through i think i put a post out the other day that was a black and white of me just looking out and i was thinking to myself and my voice over in the background says i want you to think about this all the shit that you've been through already in the past has done nothing but prepare you for the shit that you're going to go through in the future right oh, yeah. yeah and i want you to remember you're a warrior because you've already been through so much right 
Yeah. And so it resonated with people. People were like, I am a warrior. You're right. I didn't really, I'm thinking of all the things I don't have, all mm -hmm. the things that, you know, life can be so difficult and so hard and so tedious and so everything. And we're always looking through that lens of, I want more or this, any other. When at the end of the day, just take one moment of reflection and think to yourself, I'm a rock star. Like I've been through a lot in my life and I got more to, I want to experience more. I want to live more. I want to love more. I want all those things, but remember to take inventory of yourself to understand you've been through a lot. You've been successful. You've been there. And there are people that look to you like you're the inspiration rather than you always belittling yourself to be this low lying person that's failing all the time. So you need to look, start looking at yourself through the lens that those people look at you, like your kids or different people like that, that look at you like, oh, he's awesome, or he did that. That's amazing. Well, why aren't I saying that to myself? How come I'm not celebrating that about me, right? Well, I'm not, I, I, Why don't I hype myself up like my kid hypes me up, right? So Start doing that. Start thinking to yourself. Take inventory. Really look at all the things that you've been through because all of us have been through so much. We could write a book. All of us could. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I think, well, and that'll be a good segue for what we're talking about later. You literally will be able to write a book here in a little bit. Just pop it in the AI and you'll have a book come out. And we'll, all be, we'll all have our biographies uh, ready to go. Um, you know, I just... I, the, the other thing you can do with this, instead of saying, well, this is how other people see me, if you don't, if, if you're, if you don't like how you see yourself or how you feel others are treating you, you can make the decision to change mm -hmm. and it's not going to happen all at once. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, man, I really wish that people would see me like this, start taking action towards whatever you think somebody that does that would do. And this is not faking it until you make it. I used that before with the uh, mirror exercise. I'm very hesitant to say fake it until you make it because you're literally just one decision from being a completely different person. Right. So if you don't like how people receive you, if you don't like your past, if you don't like what you've been through, if you don't like what you're going through now, what is that one step to where you can change things? Because again, as we're all writing our books and we're going to the next chapter, you, you're you holding the pen. So, I mean, I, I know some of this stuff sounds really cliche when we say it, but it works. If you trust in it and you start to like trust in it and eventually trust in yourself and believe in yourself, you can you can create yourself in any way that you want. Right, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. It seems like it's a lot. It seems like it's enormous to be able to change things around. But let me tell you something. If so, I I, I have a, a little bit of a story to say. You know, yeah. with my with my wife, my wife eleven years ago. So about eleven, yeah, I think it's eleven year anniversary. So we um we were party animals back in the day, man. We used to party, we used to rage, we used to drink, we used to like get on top of speakers, get crazy, do nuts stuff. It was just crazy. Yeah. You know, I have a military background, and we were like. When you party, you go party. You know what I mean? Let's go party. And then my wife was the same way. She was a college girl and all this other stuff like that. And then um, about a, a 11 and a half years ago, about 12 years ago, she fell ill and her liver started to fail. Okay. And so she was. She went into the hospital and it was up in northern parts of Bangor, Maine. And we go in there and we we, we admit her to the hospital. Her stomach had extended so, so largely that it was filling with a bunch of bile because the liver wasn't working properly. So it was like all kinds of stuff. They had to remove it and all this other stuff. 
So then the doctor came into the room and I didn't know my wife's laying in the hospital bed. My kids are with me and we're like wondering if she's ever going to even be able to come out of the uh, yeah. hospital room again. Yeah. And the doc looks at her and says, okay, listen, you've got the early stage of cirrhosis. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's damaging your liver. We could see that part of it because, you know, with some of the scans that we're taking and stuff like that, but you have to make a better decision in your life. You have to think to yourself, if you're a drinker, do you want to do this anymore? Because you're just going to be right back here doing this again. So a normal, everybody else in the whole entire world might say to themselves, okay, you know what? I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm borderline alcoholic. I drink a lot of booze and I party, right? Right. To go from that to all of a sudden be told you can't do that anymore. A lot of times people will need things like AA meetings, like some support staff, some some things like that. So I remember talking to my wife. She said to me, and this, this is a, a pivotal moment. It's one of the reasons why I made the uh, Find Your Strong in You shirt design that I have. It's it's all about her. And so basically I looked at her and I said, do you want me to set you up with some AA meetings? You want me to set you up with some stuff? We can really do this. I, you, I got your back. We can do whatever. She looked at me and she says, listen, the difference between a really successful person and a person that fails is only one action, maybe one or two actions you have to take in life. That's all you have to do. You have to take a different path that you have to take. And if it means that much to you, and if it means something to you, you're going to take that path no matter what it takes, no matter what the journey looks like, no matter where you're at, no matter how hard it may be, I'm going to take it because it's important to me. And this is the journey that I'm taking. So I said to her, okay. Okay, you know, I mean, you might need some help because I'm all I'm big on therapy. I'm big on different things you can do for for support groups, and uh, you know, because I do that all myself. But she said to me, she goes, "The one or two little actions that I'm going to take are going to change my life." So now we're going to fast forward it. Eleven years later, she's completely sober. She runs half marathons. She bakes in the kitchen. She didn't even she didn't even cook before. Like we always sort of take that. We ever did. But now she's baking stuff and she's making healthy items. She's doing uh, vegan work and all kinds of different stuff. She's making uh, lots of veggies and a lot of different stuff, but she's also running and all this different stuff. So the point that I'm trying to make here is, like you said a minute ago, it's it doesn't necessarily take a lot of work. It just takes one or two actions that you can take to change the trajectory of the direction you're going. And if you don't like where you're going, it doesn't take a lot, but it just it takes a little bit of work. And if you yeah. do the little bit of work that it's involved with that and a mindset that you can do it, you can accomplish whatever it is you want to be able to accomplish. So hats off to my wife for that part of the story, because I think it's inspirational. And hopefully some of your listeners and viewers can gather something from that to understand anybody can do it if they just put the work in for it to get there. If it matters to you, make it matter enough that you can do the work. Well, and, and I think when we say make it matter to you and to do the work. I think there's there's two things when you're saying you only have to take a really make a couple of decisions and take yep. a little bit of action. It's taking that that first few steps and right. it's not trying to take these massive leaps. I think that's another thing is people when they think that they need to make changes, they try to do a bunch of stuff at once. Right. And the other thing I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'm going to set, and this is, I think, again, with us being people and want, wanting Everybody kind of wants approval, even though they don't say that they do. Don't, you know, if it's the path you want to go on, don't look around and see what other people are doing. Because when you are following your path, you're not looking to see how, what the average way that something's going to work out is. When you're, when you've got that clear tunnel vision, you take that step and you see where that leads you. Cause you never know. You never know where in this, like in your wife's case, and I think that's a, that's a beautiful story. Like 
first it was kicking the booze, right? Then it was taking up running. Then it was doing all this stuff as far as as cooking. You threw in baking, vegan, like doing all the stuff. So like you really, you really don't know. And it wasn't overnight. I mean, Remember, I said eleven years yeah. later. Eleven yeah. is the long journey. Yeah, right to get there, but there were small steps to get there. There were one action. She kept doing the action, kept cooling the action, a little bit of fall here or there. She's never uh, drank a drop of alcohol, thank goodness. You know what I mean? But she's yeah. literally just one step. And then what to, what I think what you said a little bit ago, if, if to be consistent and keep things moving forward, like at the end of the day, if you're not continuing to do something that you're trying to be able to create the habit of, you're never going to do it if you're just doing it for five days and then you're done with it, right? Just like when you first go back to the gym after the new year, right? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get work out. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. I'm crazy about it. I'm in. Let's go. Rah, rah, rah. Let me get a trainer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the, the sweat going. I'm in. I'm good. And then next thing you know, 10 days later, you're like, ah, that mac and cheese is really good. I'm out. I'm done. I'm all set with it, right? But if you create, if you create the consistency and you yeah. continue to create the habit with consistent behaviors over and over and over, I think they say after 30 days of doing the same thing over and over again, you now create a habit. It becomes normal to you. It's no longer this, oh man, are you kidding me? I got to go to the gym. Then it becomes, oh, wait a minute. I got to get to the gym today because I need to feel good about myself today. I need to get to the gym, you know, or whatever. It, your yeah. mind shift will change. But you got to work through all that noise to get there. Well, which this also leads to something very interesting that we talked about before we started recording. So we're we're telling people that if you have a path that you want to go down, take the make the the few choices, take the couple steps that's going to get you there. And we've talked about how everybody's connected. We mentioned social media, but there are a lot of ways to tell your story in 2024. So. This will kind of be a fun back and forth for you and I, I think, because we use a mix of these different tools, social media, podcasts, otherwise. Um, if somebody is making a change and they want to document their story and they want to connect with people, if you're starting this in 2024, how would you start it? Because it's a completely different world than when you and I started. Yeah. yeah. I So um, to kind of build off of what I was talking about earlier about journaling. Mm -hmm. I believe that that's the cornerstone. That's the framework of what you can do with whatever you're trying to do, whether it's weight loss, career, money, saving money, whatever it is. Journaling is something that you can learn from. It's your path. It's your it's your diagram. It's your blueprint of where you're at, right? So that's where it's at. One of the things that I did when I first started, which I still think is relevant today, mm -hmm. is um, to if you want to be able to start to share your story or start to talk about things or even invite people in to see kind of What's going on? Even if it's one or two little people or one or two family members or whatever it is, um, blogging is a really st a still an item, right? So WordPress and those those items where you can go on and actually write a daily blog. That's how my podcast started was off of blogging. I was just writing with coffee and I was just doing a note of, hey, you know what? My morning really sucks today. I'm trying to be able to get my mindset right. Oh, by the way, I got my coffee in hand. I can turn this around. I'm going to set the goal of blah, 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 right? So I was doing this consistently every morning, and that's why I was called Coffee Talk on blogging. And then, of course, when somebody heard my voice, I did a, I did an audio clip for one of the blogs. I said, hey, guys, what's going on? And this one guy goes, all right, dude, like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing, like, these podcasts? And I'm like, what is a podcast? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. And yeah. So, so that's kind of how the direction goes. But to your question where you said, how would you recommend starting? 
a lot of people, maybe you're not good on the audio. Maybe you're not good on the video. Maybe you're not good on sharing those kind of things. Maybe that will evolve and, and grow into it. But if you go into writing something and you're writing down your feelings, it's almost like therapy, almost sitting on the couch with the therapist. You're talking about things that matter to you. And I feel that that would be a starting point for a lot of people because I think that people can write pretty well or even they can even work on it for a while if they want to put something together, right, you know, or whatever. Or even they can use one of those uh, AI uh, 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 fixers to be able to say, hey, can you clean this up for me or whatever? But it's yeah. your thoughts and it's where you're at with things. I think that because people, when they start to really feel and connect with you as authentic and you are going through the same stuff that I'm going through every day and they believe you. And they're like, oh, I, I, he gets it. That's when you start to have those really true connecting moments where people look to you to go, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Or back and forth, or I learned from them. Hey, tell me about what you did here. You know, those kind of things. I think it all starts right there. Just getting your authentic, true self out there in a way of maybe words or, or uh, through WordPress and things like that. I think that's, and and I, I, I love that you brought up blogging for two reasons. One, which is, is, exactly what you said which it's it's getting your thoughts down um and it's very when when you're getting your thoughts down and you are courageous enough to share them with the world you can't help but have some people root for you yeah and the vast majority of people are going to root for you people that come into your contact with what you're doing they see that what you're sharing stuff you you very easily can inspire them um that's the first part of it the second part of this is you have your own, it's your own corner of the internet. So the thing is social media, no matter which platform you're on, it can get very noisy very quickly and you can get drowned out. If you're on your own platform, it's all, it's, it's all about you. Right. And you can do like, like what you said, you can start writing, but even if you're not a good writer, kind of like what you, you know, you just did an audio clip one day, you, you can do audio clips on a blog. Yep. You can try doing video and video is actually very easy to do because you can even just do it on a U on YouTube and have it as a private video, but like link to it or as an unlisted video and then link it and put it on your website. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it. I think you should have your own home base. That is your website. And then off of that, as far as social media, I think people should just pick whichever one that they're comfortable with. And I think you should try to focus on, quality connections over the numbers and that's going to be hard because everything online with social media is gamified with numbers it how is. many views am i getting how many followers do i have like it's it, they're going to throw a bunch of numbers at you but if you focus on quality over quantity i i think everything starts to take care of itself yeah you said two things that i just want to talk about one of them is if you have a video let's say for instance you do a video or a visual one or something like that and you have yeah. a video that goes viral right goes yeah. viral every like you get hundreds of thousands of people looking at it and liking it and whatever or stuff like that i will tell you make sure you're ready for a video to go viral because a lot of times like you said you have your corner of the internet where you're there yeah. and it's a safe space for you right you got a safe space that's there because people are so afraid to put themselves out there a lot of times because they've been hurt in the past, right? They've been, whether it's been relationships or it's been uh, abuse or mental abuse or, you know, whatever it is, or family. I I'm going to show you something really quick. I got to grab something. Yeah. So this yeah. right here is, th this was sent to me the other day. This is, okay. a painting. this is a painting that somebody sent to me. 
Okay. I got this in the mail the other day. So these are all different things that I have in my merchandise store. So find yeah. your strong love matters. Yes. I love hip pocket friends. Coffee talk with liquid Shana, right? So yeah. this painting was done on the drip painting on the back and it's, it's beautiful and the colors are amazing. Right? So I got it randomly in the mail. Yeah. And I was so floored and I, I was having a bad day and I opened, opened up my PO box and I went, what's this? And there's this, there's this piece of art, right? And so I reach out to this person that I have no idea who this person is. They yes. just, they follow my content. They are inspired by me and I'm honored and humbled. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I said, thank you so much. She said she made that piece three years ago. <laughs> she wouldn't send it because she was afraid of the response that people might give, whether it's me or anything like that. Cause she has beautiful artwork. As you can see, yeah. beautiful artwork that she was so doubting of herself that she would, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, whether it's with anything like this. So to your point a minute ago, when you said uh, videos may be easier for some people or whatever, find what works for you, right? Find what works for you. Keep yourself safe and where you're at and the social world. Listen, I, at the end of the day, I, I, you wouldn't believe how many people I block or filter out. And I just go, okay, you know what? You're, you're no good for my content. You're no good for me. You're no good for my own well being. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. And I have moderators that help me out with that too on the socials. Yeah. So for me at the end of the day, the way I feel about it is, is that if it works for you, therapeutically wise, if you're going through something or you're trying to lose weight or you're going through bariatric or you're going through whatever, whatever it is that you're going through and you find your little niche of people, don't look to grow it so much that it just gets overwhelming. Make sure that those people that connect with you for you are there for you and you're there for them, right? That's really where it all stems from. Because once people start to see these relationships you have with other people, they're like, wow, they're really genuine. They're really cool people. They're not just, you know, toting things out there to make the money and, and do whatever, they're legitimately trying to help other individuals to be able to live in this space and be inspired and keep things moving forward, that kind of space. You know what I'm saying? So that was really important for me to bring up because that story, when she sent me that thing, I was floored, Daryl. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's well. And so the other thing, one, I'm, I'm, if, if she made that three years ago, that was because I remember three years ago, that was as we were in the pandemic. And every time I would open TikTok, there you were doing, <laughs> doing, I, and I remember, uh, let's see, what's one of the videos I remember. I remember the star Wars using the force to get your cup of coffee to come across the room <laughs> three, <laughs> four years ago. I still yes. remember this video. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, the one thing I want, and, and here's the thing you mentioned genuine connections and finding, you know, your, your group of folks early on going viral is actually one of the worst things because that's getting you outside of that ecosystem. And you don't, you, you said that there's a lot of people you got to filter and block. I am amazed at the time that I've had reach outside of what I normally get. I'm amazed at some of the foolish stuff people can come up with from the content. And I'm like, how did you get that from what, how, but you know, so it's, and it's one of these things where now it's, one of the interesting things with social media now is it does really seem like it's not about the amount of people that are necessarily following your account. It's how that particular video does with the algorithm or does with the, you know, it, it basically you can start from zero and you could go viral, right. um, but you also can play, uh, you really can play, I, I guess if we're looking at it as baseball, you can play small ball. You can do these things where you're getting lower views, but they're very impactful things. And 
right. one thing if somebody does do video on social media um your view count does not necessarily mean it, or it does it does not mean uh views are not tied to the quality of the content there are right. things that you see that have a ton of views and you're like how did that happen and then you'll see something that somebody posts where they really pour their heart out and you're like oh my gosh that mm -hmm. like that is that's helpful and i think that does i'm hoping that the dozens or hundreds of people that saw that like they probably were really touched so yeah you know i i think what you're saying is really important in in the fact that if we're if we're out there we're putting ourselves out there and we're doing whatever like you said try not to be in the space of looking at the numbers or the likes and the whatever else but in social media it, it is difficult but i will tell you if you ever go into some of my lives, right? So there's two, one of the things that's really important to me is, is that I want to make sure that if anybody, like if Daryl, I meet you and we're sitting down, we're having coffee in person, I'm the same person in person as I am on my videos, whether it's a comedy video, whether it's something funny, whether it's something thoughtful, whether it's, you know, a quick thought of the day or something about coffee or whatever. I want you to literally leave that conversation when I meet you in person for you to say, He's exactly who he is. I love that, right? That's important to me. And I always never want to be fake in any of those kind of things. The second thing is my viral videos, thank goodness, the viral videos that I did get were all about me giving kindness back to the community, tipping servers, doing things to raise money for people that are less fortunate, going down to the homeless shelters, doing those kind of things. Those are the videos that absolutely took off. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to be known for something, in a viral video, I want to be known for that. And I still got hate for that, Daryl. No lie. People are like, yeah. oh, why are you tipping servers at Starbucks? They already make enough money and blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, what yeah. is going on, man, right? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my original point was stay consistent, be true to you, and yeah. do something that you're comfortable with, with whatever it is that you're working with. Your your community will grow whether you whether you are even understanding that it's growing or not like you got a couple people here and there that consistently go to your videos every single time you put something out and they put the little heart and the little like on there and they're like hey thanks for the thought right that matters they took time out of their day to come to you and say you inspired me today right yeah. so yeah. engage with those folks they want to see some of the stuff that you're bringing to the table so yeah and i think it's you know when you talk about how your community will grow even when you may not be aware of how it's growing, there's so and there's so many ways to stay connected with people. Um, I like well, the the best one I think is in person. Anytime you can get something going in person, we're going to be doing and, and we did this before the pandemic, but we're doing a meetup at the Flying Pig Race in Cincinnati first weekend in May this year. It's just a nice. It's not affiliated with the race, but if you've done meetups around these races. You go there for the weekend, you sign up for a race, people meet up at packet pickup. There's all kinds of things going around in town. It's actually a, a really good experience. Um, but also you alluded to it. It's very easy. Like I, I love taking kind of inside jokes or slogans and putting that on merch. And it's very easy. I mean, good Lord, every place has a shop now. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a really good thing to do. Um, <clears throat> my and then if you're talking about our own corner on the internet i mean you can do i have my i call it my own version of netflix where i got tired of putting my content in people's social media feeds which i still do it but yeah, like yeah. you see my video and then because of the way that social media sometimes tends to skew when it comes to fitness and weight loss 
you see the exact opposite message of what I'm pushing like for the next three videos. So I'm like, you know what? I'm building my own sandbox. So I have my own on-demand. I call it my own version of Netflix because I do series and stuff on there as well. Right. But I mean, you've got, you have so many things that you can do. And as we are talking about things that are old, that are kind of coming back, blogging has never left. And I think, again, with the way social media is, I think more people are going back to blogging. But email has been a huge thing for me. Mm. And I don't do... I don't do like a weekly newsletter, but what I've done is I've started to take all the content that I have and how can I, instead of saying, well, I've got these podcast episodes you can listen to, how can I take these podcasts and deliver them to you in bite-sized ways where it's like, listen to this and then do journal prompts on this. So that's been a huge thing for me because it's cutting through the, it's cutting through the noise of social media, but it's, right. there's a lot of things you can do, but I, I think it's what we're saying, you know, have your own corner on the internet and really focus on, on your people. Your people will find you and it will grow organically. So. And, and, and I also want to celebrate in the fact that it's not just about content creation. It's also about content, uh, content consumption, right? Yes. So if, 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 if somebody's not a poster, they don't want to post videos, they want to do whatever, and they are struggling on certain things, but they watch your content. They watch mm -hmm. your content and your content to kind of, you know, either take themselves away from reality or the stuff that they're going through, or maybe they want to learn something as a small little nugget of something they wanted to be able to learn. Remember, there are a lot of people consuming that are out there. They're, I call them just consumers because yeah. they don't want to, they don't post anything. You'll see them. They have no content, no videos, no nothing, but they love your stuff all the time. They're always tapping the like button. They're always making a small comment or a little heart or, hey, thanks so much. I needed that today or whatever. So just remember, even if you feel, if you are a creator, right, because you're going to have consumers as well. If you are a creator, just remember your actions, the things that you put out there and whatever else, even if only seen by one person, remember that one person is one small ripple in that pond. And the more little ripples that you're causing in the pond, the more little things that you're doing to inspire somebody, maybe motivate somebody, maybe give them an outlet to be able to go to to talk or whatever. Now those little ripples start to become waves, right? And now you're like, okay, wait a minute. This community is like, we're in this together now. Like we're in this pool of things where people are coming to me, I'm coming to them. And now we're communicating and all that stuff. It, it's not overnight, but it's, it's taken a while to build. But I love the community that we have now because they're all similarly like we're all there to motivate each other we're there to lift each other up we're there to inspire like when i go live on tiktok on tuesday nights it's a it's a radio show where i'm yeah. playing music but every single comment in the chat is nothing but love on each other man the people celebrating birthdays people saying hey what's going on hey i heard you had that operation last week how did it go hey how's your dad you know, all this community is now talking to everybody and i just love it i'm sitting there playing tunes reading all the comments going yeah this is what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. No, I, I, and you, and you've been doing those lives on TikTok for a long time, and you're very it's it's scheduled, it's consistent, and that is one thing. I was during the pandemic, I was doing lives on Instagram a lot, and mm -hmm. I do them on TikTok. I need to be doing more live streaming anyway, but I I see the stuff on TikTok, and it's it's. It's funny because you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to have anything to say. No. You just go on there and whatever comes in in the comments. And, and I love what you're saying. Like you've got people that are uh, just really vibing and enjoying their time. 
that's that's awesome. I'll, t- I'll tell you when i first started doing my lives it wasn't even about like community it was more about me mm-hmm. and i was just sitting there doing whatever it was artwork whatever else those kind of things yeah, and so yeah. the artwork part of it so i would do cartoons and i would do lettering and i would do whatever and i would take the camera and i would just show it on that i, I wasn't even in the camera it was just my hands and i was writing yeah. stuff or i was drawing stuff or doing avatars or doing graffiti or doing cartoon work and people were coming in to go hey that's really cool what about this or they'd make like hey what do you think about doing something of that color or this color or those kind of things and I'll show you something real quick. So yeah. basically, I would just take a notepad and I would just start drawing. So I, I went back to the basics the other day on my radio show. I said, guys, yeah. we're going to do the basics. And it was after the new year. And I said, yeah. all right, community, I want you guys to give me one word that best describes what you want this year to be all about for you, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a self-help moment. It was like 60 people in the room. I said, let's go. Let's talk about this stuff. And so this is what we built. Oh, that's so cool. at it. These are all the words. And so I was drawing this as they were saying it to me. And I was doing all the graffiti work, strength and positivity and love and, you know, peace and health and all these different things. And this was a two hour long live that we did this together. (laughs) All of us. That's That's cool. Right. But but that's what I mean. The power of what we can do and the things that we can do by bringing people together and just think differently and start thinking big picture and, and think positively and those kind of things like I know it sounds cliche, like you said earlier, but we can change the world. We can change the world. We really wanted to one kind act at a time and start building that. Just be consistent. You got to be consistent. It well, and consistency looks different for everybody and it doesn't necessarily, it may end up being something that you do every day. It might be something that you do a couple times a week, but again, it gets back to what we're talking about before. Like if you're ready to make the change, just start and you will, you will develop what your own, line of consistency is and again like the the more the longer you stick with something and you and i are testaments to this you, you never know what you're going to get into um right. biggest thing for me has been the men's mental health podcast this thing that i have not promoted nearly as much as the other podcast but it's been found organically and right. when i well when i started that man it was like I just wanted guys to come on and talk about what their experience was with emotions. And of the 40 interviews I did, we all pretty much said the same thing. Well, we weren't really taught how to do this. We had to figure it out later in life. But see, now I'm I'm thinking, and I I put this thing together on the website where people can go and and suggest topics. It, It emails me when they submit it and it also goes into a sheet. So I've got like a running record of this. Um, and I, and I asked them of course, if they want to be interviewed for it. But like, I've got guys suggesting things that, you know, depression, suicide, uh, erectile dysfunction, like all kinds of things that they they just like, they want conversations around this stuff. So um, you never know what it's going to going to lead to. And I know a lot of the work that you do uh, with the with the servicemen um, and what we've talked about with with men before and depression and suicide. It's, it's like the most important work that you can do. It is. So you never know what it's going to lead to. No. And the way I look at it is if you could be a, an example to a man that struggles with any of that, emotions, crying, uh, feelings, um, any of that stuff, if you can be an example of somebody and do it in a way that inspires a guy to go, hold on, you're actually emotional about this. Like, 
we're not allowed to express that. I'm not allowed to say I'm sad today. I'm not allowed to say I'm having a bad day. I feel fat today. How many men look at themselves and say, I feel fat today? Internally, they say it, but they won't tell anybody else that. Like they're like, you know, they'll just walk up because they're macho. Listen, I'm a guy. I do whatever I got to do. I could be a hundred pounds overweight. I could be obese. And I yeah. literally look around and go, Hey, you know what? Whatever. It looks good on me. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, and make a joke about it. Brush it off walk along. Yeah. What you're doing Daryl, is really amazing. I just actually, um, I just set up the YouTube page for a new channel. I'll be coming out and I want to bring you in there with us, with us too, where I'm going to be grabbing around four or five different guys. And I want to bring us all in the room and whatever the topic is like once a month, it's called yeah. real dude talk. And basically all it's going to be is us just whatever the topic is. If it's about parenting, get in there, talk about parenting. If it's about uh, weight loss, let's get in there and talk about it. If it's about relationships and sex and whatever else, it doesn't matter. Get in there and let's have the conversation because if you're conversing about it, guys need an outlet. We have to have an outlet because they too many resort to things like suicide and bad thoughts and bad things that happen to them where men lead so far beyond anybody else in the rate of suicide in the world. We got to fix that. We have to fix it. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it has become... It's always been a problem, but I feel like in the last five years, especially, it's a glaring problem. Yep. I mean, you mentioned the statistics, and it's and and the and the aftermath of that. And I can I can bring this up here because she's actually so Heather, my my girlfriend, is the only woman that I've ever interviewed for the men's mental health series. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about suicide because her dad committed suicide. Gotcha. And you talk about the we were talking about the aftermath of it. Yes. And you know, it's one of these things where I think it's hard because, you know, what you'll hear is, well, um, I'm here. Talk to me. Well, it's really hard for us as men to even acknowledge that we feel anything yep. and let alone actually approach somebody with our problems and our feelings. And we do need to get to a place where um where we're just comfortable expressing it. I was actually surprised today. So I saw, I saw a, a video on TikTok, and this guy was, and what he was talking about was, you know, what's really helped me with my emotions is I cry. He's like, and I cry a lot. And I, oh, I saw it. that. Yes, I think I saw I you post that. It. Well, but here's the interesting thing: when I posted that video, I'm putting yeah. the hashtags in, and one of those was men crying. It only had like, I, I mean, if you go and, and I did a follow-up video where I did a green screen on Instagram, the amount of that, that hashtag has not been used. Mm. So we can't even, I mean, and you'll, you'll see men's mental health awareness, you'll see emotional health, but men crying, it's like, but we have to, right? If we don't get this stuff out, that's what leads to, it's a simplified answer, of course, but that's what leads to suicide. That's what leads to depression. You know, like, I mean, it's a, so I'm looking at this now. And I'm like, I mean, this is, this is life's work stuff here. Yeah. And, and you no, know, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's you and I've had a number of conversations about it. You've been on the men's mental health series with me on this. It's it's just a very important thing that we're we're trying to tackle as as much as we can and as best we can. But yeah, we're we're changing it. But man, is it a is right. it a change it's of thought? Away, it's a big iceberg, right? Little little chips away at the mm-hmm. iceberg. But every chip matters. And yes. the other thing, the one thing I want to share 
is that any, so I know on my podcast and on my social media aspect, I probably have about a 95% female to male ratio, right? 95% females, 5% males. And so I always think to myself, man, am I really getting through? Like what I want to talk about the, I want to talk to the guys. One of the things that I found, and this may matter to all of the female listeners that you have as well, guys like us who will, are okay with talking about this stuff. And we have this conversation to be able to say the gritty stuff, right? The stuff that yeah. stuff that matters, the stuff that you don't normally talk about just helps them to reassure them that men do have feelings. And from a female's perspective to live with a dad or a grandfather or a son that don't talk about those things, understand they have feelings. They're just not ready or near a place to, ex to explore that just yet. But my female followings, the, the the ladies that are in there, always yeah. write to me and say, you gave me a different perspective to look at. I love the fact that you talked about this because I didn't think that my husband talked about it, but it sparked dialogue and we had a conversation and he actually does have that feeling. He actually does think that way. And they're floored. So my point is all the, the, the followers that you have, the people that, that, that are in your community and those kind of things know that if you find areas where guys are actually talking authentically about how they really feel, hone in on that. You can learn a lot from it. It's not just from a guy's perspective of going, guys, here we are. Let's go. Like, say what you got to say. From a female's perspective, it's even more difficult to try to talk to that guy that's in your house that won't say anything. So it really does help out with some of those things. Take notes and really take little tips and pointers. I just share that because somebody said that to me the other day and I went, oh, you know what? I never really thought about it that way. And I think that's really important to call out, you know? So no, it, it is important to call out. And this is, so when I look at the demo for that podcast, it actually is about 20 to 25% women, which I was excited about yeah. because and you notice like the way that I open each episode is welcome to the conversation. Well, what's the conversation? The conversation, yes, we're going to have one on air between two men, but this might, I, you want it to start conversations in right. households, whether that is, uh, whether that is a, a, a guy with his buddies or whether that is a guy with, with himself, like acknowledging the fact that, I, that he feels shit. Right. Um, or if you're in the relationship, if you're in the household, if he is your husband, your boyfriend, your fiance, whoever, like just, you know, your son, who, who, whoever, just get those conversations going. And again, like it's all about emotions and intimacy, man. I mean, that, that, that is, I think at the, at the core of everything, we all have emotions and we want to be able to feel intimacy. Mm -hmm. Men, women, doesn't matter who you are. Agreed. I totally agree, man. I, uh, man. I, I feel like when we're bringing up intimacy on a podcast, that's probably a, a time where we can start wrapping things up. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, man. When, when we're, we're we're talking intimacy, like what what else what else is there? <laughs> well, you know, really, <laughs> I think you got a good point there, and I also think that we um, every time we do jam out, though, Daryl, I think that it's really. Um, it's good conversations. It's good dialogue. And, and when you can like, so, so to, to piggyback on top of everything that we've been talking about here today about building yeah. communities and, and really putting yourself out there and trying to be able to share your story because your story is important, just like anybody else's story. You know, when you meet people that you can connect with, like you and I, or like me and John mud hustler, or different people, when you meet people that are, that you can really connect with, you really want to foster those relationships, continue moving those things forward. Daryl and I talk frequently, 
whether it's yeah. through regular messaging or whether it's whatever. And when he said the other day, Hey, would you, would you want to come back on? I said, hundred percent, you know, let's just make that happen because you know, the people that are authentic, that are true. And you know, the people that you can trust and really kind of put yourself out there to be able to have these conversations. I'm very comfortable talking to anybody, but I'm more comfortable even talking to the people that I know are receptive towards it and we can work and grow together with it. So if you, if you do find people on the internet or whatever, don't be so afraid of not putting yourself out there with people because what you can create some of the best friends and best relationships you can find that are out there. I have so many people that I've never met in person that I've met on TikTok, on internet, on Instagram or whatever else that I consider to be true friends of mine because they're checking in on me. They're the people that when I least expect it, Hey, I'm just seeing how you're doing, buddy. I just want to see how it's going. Oh, wow, man. That yeah. meant a lot to me. You know what yeah. I mean? So you just open your eyes and your ears and be open to a little bit. I know it's tough and it's got, you got to be brave to put yourself out there. But at the end of the day, you never know what you can uncover and find with people that are so supportive that want to lift you up and carry you forward and, and, and be able to help you hit your goals and your dreams. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on all this. And it's like, you put yourself out there. You never know what it's going to lead to. And you do meet people and you develop connections. And it's funny with you and I, because we do interact regularly with each other. And then when, and it's funny when we, we're probably shooting about once every 12 months where we, 12 to 15 months where we hop on a podcast, but yeah. like we just go right into it. And it's, I know, man. it's so funny because I mean, you've done interviews. I've interviewed people. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll have them submit responses to questions right. we'll have an outline web topics you and i got on here it's like what do you want to talk about here's a right. word we're going to start with and we'll start with perseverance and we'll see where it goes and we started <laughs> we with perseverance and we ended with intimacy <laughs> we're all over that's right man but it but no it, it it works and i mean i i um i definitely appreciate you and see i go the other way where um i there's a lot of people that you don't meet, but I've been doing these East Coast trips. And when I make my way up to Maine, you and I are definitely going to get together. So that would be we get good coffee up here. Yeah. We get a nice cup of Joe, sit around, look over the ocean, lobsters, yeah. whatever else. <laughs> it's yeah. all glass of beer, it's, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. It's going to have to be in the summer because I know how crazy it is up there with you guys right now. Oh, good it's, it's pretty frozen. It's pretty frozen. Yeah. Yes. And I do, you mentioned John, and it's funny because I've, um, always a super nice guy when I've interacted with him and he and I used to talk a lot more, but one thing that has stuck with me to this day, he made, he made a, a comment on a DeLorean comment on a back to the future meme years ago at this point to this day, anything that I see that is tied in with back to the future, I automatically think of John. So he's back to the future forever. Uh, when it comes, uh, when it comes to that, but no, man, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you and I and, and, and the people that we've connected with, it's just a testament to how crazy all this crazy, but wonderful, all this stuff with technology is. It's nice. I agree a hundred percent. And like I said, if you're open to it, just do it right. Like I, I literally consider, like we just talked about John, I think, I think of that dude as one of my best friends of like all time. Like we talk about like everything we've had, you know, emotional sessions where we sit down and just talk about you know, stuff that you normally don't. John, I mean, if you don't know Mud Hustler, this guy's like oh, a yeah. shit house. The guy's like a brick yeah. house, just like this. Yeah. He's got tattoos all over and he makes these recipes and he goes and he works in a boxing gym and they're doing workouts and whatever else. You wouldn't think that a person like him would have emotions like me, but he does. Yeah. 
And when you peel back that onion, then you're like, whoa, okay, you're just like me. You're just a normal guy. And we're just going to talk about normal stuff and stuff that matters. So put yourself out there. Uh, bear yourself back. Open your eyes and your ears. You never know what you can find when it comes to this space. But be careful when you're doing it. <laughs> that's, well, that's the other thing. We'll talk about that next time. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we always have stuff to talk about in the future. But, no, this has been good. We'll uh, we'll wrap up here. And uh, good chat as always, man. Good catching up with you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man.